0: You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the
1: Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm your host and super fan of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you. Each and every day, I'm going to bring you news, rumors, transactions, everything about the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump into today's episode. What a great day this is. And and, and no, I'm not talking about the groundhog. I'm talking about actually 22 years ago. If you can believe it's been that long. That is crazy long ago. Like, it doesn't even feel that long to me. But 22 years ago today... The Reds traded Reggie Sanders, Damian Jackson, and Josh Harris to the San Diego Padres for Greg Vaughn. They also got Mark Sweeney in that deal. Mark Sweeney made some pinch hit appearances in 1999 for the Reds before moving on to other teams. But obviously, Greg Vaughn, way more important in that deal. What a year he had. In fact, he became the first ever major league player to be dealt with after hitting 50 home runs, he hit 50 home runs for the Padres in 1998, and then they decided to trade him. And the Reds were happy with that in 1999. I, I remember watching Greg Vaughn very fondly. That that has to go down. And I, I got to do more thought on this. This is just something that popped into my head, but that has to go down. Is like probably the best one-off season in Reds history, right? I mean, there's some there's pretty darn good one-off seasons. I don't know if we count Trevor Bauer there because he was here for more than one year technically, so he doesn't count. So, yeah, let's talk about Greg Vaughn as the best one-off season. I'm going to look into that a little bit more and actually have a segment planned on that. Didn't really have anything planned there. Just wanted to mention the fact that 22 years ago today, Greg Vaughn became a Cincinnati Red and really kind of started the whole deal that turned into the amazing 1999 season (sighs) screw out, liar. All right, whatever. Before I get way off into that rabbit hole, let's continue the conversation with Clay Snowden and myself. Looking at some bounce back and breakout candidates for the Reds. This time, we're looking at the pitching. Yesterday, talked about the hitting, which is pretty much everybody when you're talking about a bounce back candidate. Now, it's a little bit... Uh more cut and dry. Who we're talking about bounce backs, who we're talking about breakouts. And then there are some interesting names on the breakout uh spot thanks to hashtag Spincennati. We're gonna jump into all of that in just a moment. Make sure though that you are subscribed to the podcast. That way you don't miss anything coming up later this week, the return. Of Lucas Sims. I had him on last year. It was at the end of April, actually, during the whole shutdown and everything for the pandemic. We're going to have him on at the end of this week talking about. His amazing 2020 season and what he's looking forward to in 2021. A little bit of a social media friendly rivalry back and forth between him and Amir Garrett as to who's going to take over the Reds' closer position. So we're going to get into all of that later on this week with Lucas Sims. You're not going to miss that. Make sure you're subscribed. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Reds. All right, enough of that. Let's jump into the conclusion of my conversation with clay snowden about some bounce backs and breakouts now let's look at the arms the best part of the 2020 season was the starting rotation two-fifths of that is gone we now have some new faces in there well at least new face in the fifth spot hopefully a uh, new face of Wade Miley. We saw like the ugly two-faced version of Wade Miley. Hopefully we see the uh, Harvey Dent version of Wade Miley. And then we've got Tyler Malley, who is being told out of the gate he's going to be in the rotation. And, of course, the two big horses in Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray, who is a bounce back. I may have spoiled that for the rotation.
0: The bounce back is Wade Miley, and that is more or less – by process of elimination. Yeah. Um, and you could argue my – well, I'll get to that when we talk about the Bolton. But, yeah, Wade Miley, I just think, you know, he's had good seasons. And he's had he's been a middle-of-the-road pitcher his entire career. So, to me, I would expect him to get back to that, especially when you reunite him with Derrick Johnson. Now, last year he had
1: injuries.
0: Last year he was kind of moved around some. We don't know what exactly Wade Miley's role is going to be, but if he can just get back to that almost league-average, solid come-in, get your innings, be a dependable lefty in the rotation, then that's kind of what I'm happy with. Honestly, I'm not asking for much from Wade (laughs) Wade Miley. But yeah, I'm not. You know, I don't want him to go out there and try to be an ultra. I want him to pitch the way that we know and have seen him pitch. Um, and then the honorable mention is one I think we would like to talk about. Is Jose De Leon, and he's the guy who used to be the top prospect, has been tearing it up in the winter leagues this winter, and many will probably know him just from that mustache that he had. Very limited time, only six innings last year, but um, always a guy that's had a lot of talent, and he's doing so well this off season, and a guy that the coaches have – mentioned as somebody who can really um you know throw the ball well. So he's somebody who could earn a spot. So I just want to make sure he's on everyone's radar as well.
1: You can't go wrong with agreeing with Kyle Bodie. And Kyle Bodie gave the name of TJ Antone before twenty twenty. He couldn't have been more right. And he also gave the name of Jose de Leon a couple of months ago in a Reddit AMA, so let's see if he's right in twenty twenty one. But I mean, I Obviously, Wade Miley is the obvious choice here because he's the only guy that really underperformed. I mean, you could kind of squint and say, well, Luis Castillo could be a little bit better, but it's not as if he was bad last year. Nobody said, oh, we're we're worried about Castillo pitching. It's like there were plenty of people midway through 2020 that just wanted the Reds to figure out some phantom injury for Wade Miley and shut him down. I mean, he... Only pitched fourteen in a third innings last year, but he he was getting rocked. If he pitches to his career ERA, this isn't even going like super deep into peripheral stats or anything. This is just looking at his career ERA of four point two. Then I'm happy. I mean, you're gonna have him at the back of the rotation. He pitched to a four point two ERA. I will take that all day, every day. And I remember whenever the Reds got him two year or uh, you know a little over a year ago. I asked Bronson what he thought of Wade Miley if he ever pitched with him, and he said, Wade Miley is pretty much just like me. So I think he was thrown off by the fact that he didn't have to throw a gajillion billion innings, because I'm pretty sure Bronson would have been thrown off by them telling him he didn't have to throw a gajillion billion innings. So Wade Miley is the bounce back. Let's look at the breakout, because there are some options here, especially depending on who wins that fifth spot.
0: Sure, and the one I went with is kind of the lame answer honestly. I'm go with Tyler Malley. And you could you could argue he already broke out and that's fine. You know, I'm the one writing the article. I'm the one who's coming up with the rules here. But uh but all jokes aside, I really think that he's gonna take a huge step. Last year he was a very, very good pitcher. This year I think he's gonna Yeah, you know, I think he's part of the reason why now it's not official, but Bauer won't be brought back. It's just like, okay, well we don't want to waste that money there when we already have a guy who is ready to take that step and he's not always been the most consistent pitcher. He struggled earlier in his career. But people forget how young he was when he first came on the scene. Um so I think he's going to take a larger role and really run with it. All of his you know kind of advanced numbers if you will um really look good and his he's just getting his his feet wet in my opinion and He's really going to take off this year. Now, I know a lot of people would say, why is it not TJ And He is my honorable mention. The main reason why was I wasn't really sure where to put TJ Antonin. He's going to be a starter, a reliever. And um, I still consider him as someone who could break out because I'm not going to give a – I'm not going to say someone's broke out after one year of pitching, what, 32 innings or whatever. But – um, Anton is an interesting one. I wasn't entirely sure where to put him. He's, you know, that answer would work just as fine. But I just think Tyler Mally is going to take off to a next level this year. And I could be wrong, but I just—it's one of those gut feelings for me.
1: In his forty-seven and two-thirds innings pitched, Tyler Mally had a strikeouts per nine of eleven point three. He does that during a whole season? Forget about it. He's fitting into that number three spot really, really nicely and I mean that's 30 percent of the time he's striking people out I I can't wait to see because every year that he has been given a little bit more he's gotten a little bit better I mean you look at 2017 he only pitched 20 innings he looked pretty decent and then they give him more playing time he does better really looking for a big breakout from him as well I can't agree more because I'm also with you like I I I kind of wonder who's going to be in that fifth spot
0: Sure. And another thing to think of, um, ERA plus is a stat that's interesting because it gives you the league average of 100. So it's an easy stat to remember to kind of go off of. He had a 133 ERA plus. Um, To give you an idea of kind of like, okay, what's that? Luis Castillo in 2019 had a 137 ERA plus. Um, 2020, he was 148. So just to give you an idea of what that means, I just think he's going to, be primed to take over the larger role and have more of a defined role. You know, in the past he's sometimes been a starter, not a every day. You or excuse me, every five days you get the ball type starter. And he's pitched in the bullpen. He's done some other things. He's going to have a bona fide role in this rotation.
1: As a wise Pennsylvania accountant once said on a television show, "Oh yeah." All right. We are going to get into some bullpen bounce back and breakout candidates here in just a minute, Clay and I. But before we do, I want to talk to you about your snack game. Where's it at? Do you like it? Are you tired of eating junk food? The best idea I've got for you in a while is Built Bar. Check out Built Bar that is the protein bar with all of the healthiness of a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. You probably heard me say protein bar and think, Jeff, you're talking about chalky. You're talking about disgusting. I want nothing to do with protein bars, but Built Bar is completely different. With their amazing flavors you will not feel like you're eating some kind of bar of health food nothingness. And they've got amazing stuff, too, like coconut almond. Tastes exactly like Almond Joy. You've got mint chocolate brownie. You've got my favorite, Cherry barcia. you got to check them out. Go to BuiltBar.com and type in the promo code locked on. To get 20% off your next order. Built Bar's amazing taste also comes with amazing health statistics. You know me, I'm a big stat guy. I love the numbers. You got 4 grams of net carbs, 4 grams of sugar, and up to 17 grams of protein. That's right. We're talking about something that tastes a lot better than you would think for a protein bar. Check out BuiltBar.com. And enter the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. Alright, with all this winter weather going on, your car is probably shake, rattle, roll, and screeching and all that good stuff. There was an old commercial, some of you may remember, of the uh, Car X-Man, I'm thinking of that. Yeah, you might need a part or two. Check out Rock Auto. They've got all the parts your car will ever need. They've been doing this for a long time, too. They'll be able to help you find exactly what you need, whether you know the brand name of the part you're looking for or you just happen to know that you're driving a car. You don't have to be a mechanical genius to navigate rockauto.com. It's very easy to use. You just find your car company, find your make, find your model, and they've got a drop-down list of every single part for your car. I had a problem with my turn signal here recently. Bing, bang, boom. Very easy to order and they deliver it right to my door. I don't have to get out. And with the snow out here right now, it's probably best that you don't get out. And you got the pandemic going on, everything, plenty of reasons to get stuff shipped to your door. Rock Auto is going to help with that. And when you're checking out on the RockAuto.com website, in the How'd You Hear About Us section, type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. That's RockAuto.com. And when you're checking out in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On. RockAuto has all of the parts that your car will ever need. And speaking of everything that you'll ever need, when you're talking about the big news in sports, what is moving the needle, what's going on in every single sport, every single day, check out Locked On Today. Your host, Peter Bukowski, from the Locked On Packers podcast, has his finger on everything going on around the sports world. He will also have guests from the different Locked On shows in those specific sports to talk about the details of those stories. Check out Locked On today wherever you get your Locked On podcast. We are moving on to the bullpen now. This is going to be an interesting one because we've seen the exodus of Rice, Iglesias. Archie Bradley's not here anymore. And as annoying as that kind of sounds with Bradley, he's a talented dude, but the Reds really didn't see a whole lot of him. So I'm not really sure what the the Reds are missing out on hypothetical production from him. I think they can get that production from other places, but let's start with a bounce back in the bullpen.
0: Sure. So before we get into that, I just want to mention um, you have to realize what we're going off of is the 40-man roster plus the currently listed non-roster invitees. So I understand there will be more prospects uh, eventually listed, but right now it's more or less a bunch of guys who have pitched sporadically and you're like, maybe I've heard that name or I've seen that on MLB The Show, but I don't really know who he is. So just keep that in mind when we're going through this. But my bounce back is Jeff Hoffman. Um, he has not been a good pitcher um, in the beginning of his career, former top prospect. He could be a starter. He could be a reliever. He's kind of in the same boat. of I don't really know what to expect. But he was the return in the Robert Stevenson training. I mean, two former prospects, not cutting it, swap for each other. And the reason why – I like him as a potential bounce back because I really do think they're going to give him a role right off the bat. I don't think he's going to be someone who's brought in and will be sent to the minors and we really won't hear much of him. Or, you know, I think he's going to have a chance right off the bat to establish his role. He's just that whole change of scenery, kind of bouncing back, here's my chance, 28 years old, let, let's kind of recreate what people think I am. And who better to do it with than the Reds' current pitching staff? And there's certain things that they like about him. And I think that if they can just, you know, kind of mold him into what he can be and getting him out of course Field, I mean, there's just a lot of, you know, opportunity for him to establish himself and kind of prove the talent that got him selected, um, the ninth overall pick in 2014.
1: I agree. I mean, when you look at his statistics, a 57 ERA plus, kind of like you said, ERA plus is a flawed way of understanding the big picture of a certain pitcher but with a 57 era plus that means there's plenty of room for improvement and i think that jeff hoffman was a bet on Derek johnson and kyle Bodie and eric jagers to fix what's uh, wrong with him and i think we could possibly see that happening really when you look at uh, the rest of the candidates there's not a whole lot there just because everything was a small sample size and, and you can kind of Uh, maybe look at a couple of names, but for the most part, I think the guys at the top of the bullpen had a pretty decent 2020 year. So I agree with you. Jeff Hoffman it is. Let's look at the breakout from the bullpen.
0: Sure. So the breakout, you could pretty much throw a dart at any of the names (laughs) on here because none of them have had much of an opportunity to prove themselves. But um, I actually wanted the more steady – kind of the same wavelength I was going with with Tyler Malley of a pitcher who's good but is going to take a huge step, and that's Lincoln Sims. Um, he has been one of those pitchers who's kind of been in the Reds organization for a while, and all Reds fans by now know his name. He was fantastic last year. Um, again, we'll talk about the ERA Plus, 196. It's it's a It's just a stat that some people like, some people don't, but it just gives you an idea, right? Uh, 245 ERA, if people like that said. Um, but all of his percentages were just fastball, spin, everything that you want from the Reds and Cincinnati, he's hitting on. And I personally think he's going to take over as the closer. Now, I know Amir Garrett wants that, and there's going to be kind of a closure by committee, I'd assume. And it would be one of those things that somebody's going to earn it. I think Lucas Sims is going to run away with this bullpen and really, really become the back end of it that solidifies it. And he's just going to come in and be lights out. Um, His stuff is just so, so good. And he was in the top 2% in several of these kind of advanced statistics with pitching. And um, I think he's just going to really form in. Because his role last year wasn't – Eighth inning guy, ninth inning closer. He pitched in different situations, and maybe that's just where the game's going to now. And I couldn't care less about the saves stat. Um, but having a guy like Lucas Sims who can come in in a big moment and be relied on, um, in 2021 something that I think we'll see.
1: Oh, don't get me started about the save stat. We're going to need like a whole <laughs> nother podcast for that. But, uh, no, I know. Uh, I, I, I love, um, uh, the potential that Lucas that Lucas Sims has shown because he has an impressive pitch repertoire for a closer. He's got four pitches that he uses three of them that he kind of uses on the main, the changeup didn't see a whole lot of action in 2020, but he uses those pitches so well. And like you said, he fits squarely into the idea of Spincennati, just insane numbers. When you look at a spin on all of his pitches, And he's a guy that could easily anchor this bullpen. I think the honorable mention that you had, and I'll give you a second to talk about him, but the honorable mention that I'm looking at, mostly because I talked to him on the podcast, it's Brandon Bailey. Brandon Bailey looks like he's coming in from Houston, and he's going to be able to at least make a mark on this bullpen and transform his career into something that people look at him as a potential middle relief guy that can come in in the seventh inning, maybe a high-leverage situation, and shut the door. Because, like we've said, there are so many candidates because of hashtag Spinsonati, that I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how this all works out, but I'm going to be a homer and say that, uh, my honorable mention breakout candidate is Brandon Bailey.
0: And that I was going back and forth. So mine is Ry, Riley O'Brien. And I was trying to go with kind of a long shot because I haven't done that with any of the other bounce back and breakouts. I was like, I'll kind of go with a long shot here, but I was going between him and Brandon, back and forth, back and forth. Um, but Riley O'Brien was acquired for Cody Reed, who we all have mixed feelings about, I'm sure. But, I mean, he's just been so good in the minors. Um, I wrote all about it in the article with all the stats. You can go back and see that. Six foot four, 170 pounds, though, which is just... Uh, the first thing I thought about was Jimmy Herget. If you all re- re- remember him, just a tall, skinny guy. But um, hopefully Riley O'Brien will have a better career than Jimmy did. But... Yeah, he's just kind of a guy that um, – well, now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably not the best pick because if the Rays' farm system is getting rid of somebody, then you probably are losing the <laughs> trade because they just about <laughs> do everything right. So, yeah, um, Brandon Bailey's another guy who I think is going to have an opportunity. If you just go through the 40-man, it's just filled with people. The two Perez's that were brought in this past week, you know, it's filled – Uh, Warren and Solomon, well, he's a younger guy, but it's filled with people that are kind of haven't really had a shot in the majors yet, a legitimate shot. Let's bring them in. The coaches spot something about their game that they like. Let's bring them in and see if we have something here. just a bunch of lottery tickets. It seems like right now. And the Reds have shown so far this off season that they're not spending the money on a bullpen. They already got rid of their you know, two of their more expensive pieces in the bullpen. They're bringing in a, a lot of lottery ticket type guys, and they're just going to see how it works. I know you've talked about this numerous times. All because you have one good year, the next year in the bullpen can be awful. We've all seen it with Hernandez, you know, David Hernandez, and uh, Jared Hughes at times, and um, so it's one of those things that you know. I can see they have enough talent in these younger guys. Why not give them a shot? Um, There's plenty of opportunities that will happen before spring training. They'll invite some people to spring training. Your Tyler Thurnbergs and your Nate Jones of the world will get their invites to see if they can earn a spot. But, yeah, there's plenty of good young talent on this 40 man that has a chance to make this roster and make an impact.
1: And I love the whole idea of them having options too, because then Louisville almost becomes like bullpen plus. Like you've got these guys that you can pull up from Louisville if you need them to, and you can kind of interchange them that way. But those are our honorable mentions. I agree with you. The breakout is Lucas Sims. And for one simple reason, he dominated in everything but walk percentage. If he improves On that walk percentage, the sky's the limit with this dude, and he can be one of the best bullpen aces in the league, no question about it. All right, so to summarize, on the infield, we're thinking the bounce back is Eugenio Suarez, and the breakout is Tyler Stevenson. In the outfield, we're thinking that the bounce back is one of the Knicks. It's either Nick Senzel or Nick Castellanos, and the breakout is Shogo. When it comes to the rotation, it's easy. Wade Miley's going to hopefully bounce back. He's the best candidate to do so. And then the breakout looks like Tyler Malley. He could vault himself into the upper echelon and make us forget about Bauer Who? No, I'm kidding. He probably won't do that. But he will pitch hopefully really well. And then the bullpen. We're looking at the bounce back of Jeff Hoffman and the breakout of Lucas Sims. Clay? This has been a great one, man. I appreciate having you on, sir, and uh, we will look to do it again soon. Hopefully, uh, maybe we'll be celebrating a good first couple of months or something like that. Absolutely, Jeff. Thanks so much. You have a good one. That'll do it for our look at the bounce back and breakout candidates with Clay Snowden. There's plenty more storylines that we're going to get into with this Reds team. As spring training comes upon us, if you saw in the news yesterday, the Players Association officially declined Major League Baseball's first proposal to delay the season. With that being said, spring training will begin February 17th. I am very much looking forward to that, very much looking forward to the Reds' first spring training game, which is at the end of February. I think it's like February 28th or something like it, 27th or 28th, something like that. Looking forward to all of that. We're going to have you covered from every single angle here on the Locked On Reds podcast. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, too, later on this week, Lucas Sims will join the podcast once again to talk about his amazing 2020 and what he's looking forward to this season. But on the next podcast, it's you and me talking about what's going on with this Reds team, where they are at as the end of the offseason is upon us. It feels like it never started. We're going to take a look at all of that and more on tomorrow's podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's. Make sure, if you haven't already done so, to tap that subscribe button. That way you get every single podcast every single day. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked On Reds and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513 549 0159. We'll get us in another Jeff's Junk Mail episode at the beginning of next week. So get in your questions, comments, reactions, whatever you've got. But that'll do it for us here today. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. I will talk to every single one of you tomorrow.
0: Let's go, Rex.
1: Hey.